Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back, villagers. Welcome back to another episode, and we thank you for stopping by the Village Health. Neil, your host. We have a special topic this evening. This evening, we are going to discuss sleep apnea. That's right. We're bringing it back. You have downloaded this topic multiple, multiple times. And today, we have a special guest. His name is Dr. Naveed Shah. He is a board-certified sleep pulmonologist, and he is going to inform us, explain, and educate us on sleep apnea. That's right. I got the doctor here, and he's going to educate us on sleep apnea. I know I said that twice, but this is important. So what I need you to do, sit back, relax, and I need you to listen right after this. Today we have Dr. Shaw, Dr. Naveed Shaw, who is a board-certified sleep pulmonologist. And uh, so, Dr. Shaw, I just want to actually ask you some questions regarding sleep apnea because the listeners, they have really um, demanded pretty much by downloading the um, sleep apnea the uh, Sleep Apnea Podcast for multiple, multiple times. So we have a expert here with us today, listeners. And uh, Dr. Shaw, I just want to ask you um, a question of what is the importance of sleep? Just tell us about sleep apnea and um, what causes sleep apnea. And, and you know, just, just educate us on this, on this department where everyone thinks they may know that they have it or they don't think they have it. Well, um, thank you, Neil, uh, first of all, uh, for having me. Um, the, um, I think there's, there's a couple of things in that question. Um, one is, you know, importance of sleep and then sleep apnea. Um, so as far as um, uh, sleep is concerned, uh, you know, about a third of our life, um, is taken up by sleep, so it's a you know it's a it's a big chunk of of our life. Um, there's all kinds of sleep disorders, but the importance itself, uh, you know, is um, to maintain um, health and well-being, and that's what really sleep does. Um, you know, if you don't get enough sleep, you can you can see that um, there's adverse. Uh, effects to your body, uh, to your mood, to your uh, mindset, uh, to your memory, um, and, um, you know, getting adequate and, and good sleep uh, can uh, improve health overall. Um, there's decreased infections, there's um, improved memory, uh, there's improved function. Uh, so um, sleep has many, uh, many benefits. Um, and um, you know, as far as sleep apnea, uh, this is one of the um, kind of disorders of sleep uh, where you you know 
you stop breathing uh, for a certain period of time, uh, and then you restart breathing, that stopping and starting, uh, we can quantify it into mild, moderate, and severe. Uh, and the more severe you get, uh, the more um, uh, adverse uh, effects uh, to your health, um, especially um, uh, to your brain uh, as far as memory or, or uh, mood or, or risk of strokes, uh, heart, uh, risk of heart attacks and arrhythmias, uh, other irregularities, uh, coronary disease, um, and, um, and other bodily issues, uh, hormonal issues, uh, and, um, uh, and many other issues. So uh, it's very, very uh, important uh, to make sure that uh, your sleep is optimized um, and um, that um, you have good sleep hygiene, uh, meaning um, if you uh, uh, are someone that, that has difficulty sleeping with noise or, or with light or uh, other things, uh, that, that you account for those uh, so that you can uh, improve the, the sleep hygiene so you can improve your sleep. Uh, if you have disorders of sleep, Obviously, seeing a sleep specialist is one of those uh, things that you want to do. Um, and uh, in the case of sleep apnea, uh, you definitely uh, want to get a sleep study. Uh, nowadays, it's much easier. You can do it at home. Um, and um, the, um, the home studies are, 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 are pretty decent, um, and, and they can tease out sleep apnea pretty well. Um, and... Um, you know, once you've been diagnosed with it, uh, then, then um, you know, one of the treatments would be uh, wearing a CPAP. Uh, so um, um, hopefully I answered the, uh, the question. Um, yeah. So, so, Dr. Shaw, there's different levels of sleep apnea. You know, there's the, you know, the mild, moderate, and severe. Correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. So when a patient has mild sleep apnea, do they qualify for, you know, for CPAP or BiPAP? I mean, how does that level works when it comes to the CPAP, which is, you know, on continuous airway positive air just coming in one way? And I think just, was it just one level or two levels? And then the BiPAP is more severe. Could you explain that to, to some of the listeners? Because some of them are a little confused on that. Right. So um, CPAP is indicated for mild, moderate, and severe. However, in the mild cases, uh, we don't always just jump to a CPAP. Uh, we can consider lifestyle changes, um, you know, such as, um, you know, trying to, trying to lose weight, uh, trying to uh, exercise more and, 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 uh, and, and working out more, uh, looking into any kind of hormonal uh, imbalances that may be causing, uh, you know, weight issues. Uh, so, uh, you know, th there's um, uh, trying to sleep, uh, you know, on the, uh, on the side rather than on the back. Um, when you get into the moderate to severe range, and especially in the severe range, uh, then CPAP becomes um, a, a better choice. Uh, and more prominent. Uh, now there is a device uh, that uh, is out there that that um, uh, is almost like a pacemaker, um, and um, 
I'm not going to get into it, but that, that's another alternative. Uh, CPAP has been used um, the last 30 or 40 years, um, and it's really a, uh, has other benefits. Uh, the, the main CPAP is, is continuous positive airway pressure. Uh, and basically, uh, it's air that's being kind of shoved into your mouth, uh, into the back of the throat to keep the back of the throat open. In fact, it's, it's basically what we would call a pneumatic splint, and, and it's just keeping uh, the, uh, the, air, the airway open uh, so that you can continue with gas exchange. When, the, uh, when, you, when your airway collapses, as in sleep apnea, your, um, your oxygen level goes down. Uh, you obviously stop breathing. Uh, your uh, blood pressure uh, will go up after a few seconds. Your uh, heart rate uh, will go up after a few seconds. Uh, you send out a stress hormone uh, uh, in the form of cortisol. So uh, there's a lot of, uh, of, uh, of things happening when you're having these um, uh, apneic events. Um, and typically, uh, to score an apneic event, uh, or, or to, to have an apneic event, it's about 10, 10 seconds or so. Um, and, and so beyond that, uh, so it has to be at least 10 seconds uh, that you stop breathing. Now, you can see that there's a lot of stuff going on, and you may or may not even feel it when you stop breathing. Uh, but that's putting extra wear and tear on your body and on your brain, on your heart, on your, on your cardiovascular system. And uh, so it's kind of like squeezing and opening and squeezing and opening um, when you're really trying to sleep, when you're really trying to, to repair your, your body, your body functions, your, your brain is kind of, uh, you know, restacking uh, the shelves, uh, so to speak, uh, to, to um, get you ready for the next day. But you're not doing it because you keep stopping breathing. So the more severe it gets, uh, CPAP becomes... Um, uh, pretty pretty vital as as far as a choice, um, and um, it the the whole point is to keep the airway open uh, so you don't collapse it, so you don't stop breathing, and so all of these other uh, this cascade of events uh, doesn't happen. And the more it happens, uh, the worse uh, the the more wear and tear on your body uh, and on your brain, and the worse uh, your outcomes. Um, you know more. Uh, more of a disease state, uh, you know, more of a, um, you know, not just feeling sluggish or tired, uh, but that translates into, um, you know, worse heart disease, more strokes, uh, more uh, near strokes, you know, more um, kind of loss of production, uh, mood changes. Uh, so there's a lot of, uh, of uh, adverse effects uh if you do not use the, the CPAP. Now, using the CPAP is a whole other uh, ball game. Uh, some people get on it. It's just like riding a bike. Some people get on it, uh, and they're very good. Um, they'll just start pedaling, and then they're, they're gone. You know, they're, they're off. Uh, some people, it takes them some time to get used to it, uh, but then um, they'll, uh, they'll finally acclimate, uh, and, and they'll start using it. And then there's other people... Will have a very difficult time uh, getting used to uh, get, getting used to their CPAP machine. Part of the reason may be their masks uh, or the pressure. Uh, so we, um, you know, when you go back to the doctor uh, and you say, "I'm really having a hard time," uh, you know, part of it is this 
anxiety of having a mask, this anxiety of having um, air being pushed into your into your mouth. Um, you know, that's part of it. But then there's also uh, there's leakage uh, around the mask. The mask is not fitting correctly. Uh, the pressure is just way too high. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes the machines will have uh, kind of a ramp function where uh, it starts at a lower pressure and it ramps up over, uh, you know, it can be 20 minutes or 15 minutes or 40 minutes, depending on what you need, uh, up to the pressure that's desired. Uh, below that pressure, you're still going to have sleep apnea, meaning you're still going to collapse your um, your airway. Uh, but but when you get to the optimal pressure, that's <coughs> that's supposed to be uh, set for your machine. Uh, th that's where um, you would uh, you know expect that the uh, that airway pressure is um, uh, keeping your airway open. So, Doctor Shaw, have you <clears throat> excuse me? Have you met or uh, had some of your patients who had a stroke? you know, because of sleep apnea? Have you have you come across, I'm sure you have in your years of practice, met yeah. some patients who actually had a stroke because of cause of, of sleep apnea? And I guess right, because right. of, is it like the number of years of them not treating it and it ended up happening? Or it could be just, a, I guess, a number of things. It depends on the patient's, their their makeup, their body makeup, I guess. Uh, yeah, so. it's it, it definitely both. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the number of years that, that you've had it that's not been treated uh, or not uh, adequately treated. Uh, and then, um, you know, do you have a predisposition to, to stroke? Is it around the family? Do you have a predisposition to coronary disease or, or um, you know, plaques um, in the carotids? Um, do you, you know, so, so it's the makeup of the patient plus, uh, the lack of treatment. I mean, uh, if you have high blood pressure and you don't treat it, uh, eventually, again, it's going to lead to uh, strokes and um, mm -hmm. um, uh, heart attacks. Uh, so uh, to name a, a few, I mean, it can have other adverse effects as well, but you know, the same thing with sleep apnea and the combination of high blood pressure with sleep apnea. And sometimes sleep apnea uh, can make the blood pressure worse. Treating the sleep apnea uh, can make the um, blood pressure better. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of things that kind of go hand in hand uh, when it comes to strokes. But, um, yeah, definitely uh, treating uh, sleep apnea to prevent strokes um, is, is highly recommended. Yes. So tell some of our listeners, some of them for the first time, some of them been listening for a while, what's the process? of getting, let's say, hey, I, you know, my wife tells me I snore. My wife tells me that all the time anyway. But she tells me, okay, yeah. my partner tells me I snore. So the listener saying, hey, so what is my next step? Do I go to my, 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 my primary care doctor, physician, and order this? Or should they get a, you know, should they get referred to you? Like, you know, a pulmonologist. How does that work? Sure. How does that process work? Yeah, that's actually a good question. Uh, I, I think if um, if you're just having snoring, um, you know, you can see your primary doctor. Uh, he may or may not refer you over to, um, you know, 
myself uh, as a pulmonologist and sleep specialist. Uh, but um, uh, if there are other compounding um, uh, medical issues, for example, um, mor- morbid obesity, uh, you have already heart disease, uh, you've had a what's called a TIA or a um, kind of a mini stroke, or you have risk factors for those, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, um, if you have a large neck, if you're a male, um, you know, some of these things um, you may want to, um, you know, um, ask for a referral for a sleep physician. Uh, the primary care physician, some of them uh, can refer you for a sleep study. Um, the question is, I'm not sure if they know how to optimize it. Some of them do. Some of them may not uh, be comfortable with with CPAP and optimizing uh, airway pressures. Uh, so um, it's best to um, you know, try to get to a sleep specialist. Um, you can get the preliminary study, which is um, you know preliminary home sleep study, um, just to see if you do have sleep apnea. And then after that, you can also go and. Uh, see a sleep specialist. So uh, what I would recommend is talk to your primary care doctor. He can um, advise you on getting a sleep study, uh, whether that's home or in the lab. Uh, I, as far as uh, the sleep study, if, if it's a straightforward uh, sleep apnea, uh, you're snoring, you're kind of tired and sluggish, uh, you have some of these symptoms, you, you can just get a sleep study. Uh, and then go and see the sleep specialist uh, for treatment and further workup. Uh, if there's comorbidities, meaning you have heart disease, you may or may not have had a stroke or a mini stroke, uh, you have really uncontrolled blood pressure, uncontrolled diabetes, uh, maybe better just to um, make an appointment with a sleep specialist uh, from, the, from the beginning. Um, so the, the process is that, uh, let's say you have these symptoms, you're snoring, uh, you um, uh, may or may not be tired. Uh, you get a home sleep study. Uh, it, it'll be either mailed out to you or uh, you can pick it up at the office, uh, take it home. Um, there may be a video that shows you how to do it, or there may be a person that will show you how to do it. Um, you you um, you know you put it on, uh, and basically you're just sleeping. Uh, go to sleep. Uh, when it's done, you either put it in the mail, send it back, or take it back to the office. Uh, they will analyze it and let you know uh, if you have sleep apnea or if you don't. Is it mild? Is it moderate? Or is it severe? Uh, and um, that you would need uh, treatment thereafter. Uh, and then uh, you would go back um, you know, to your doctor, whether it's a primary care versus a sleep specialist. I would have a bias because I'm a sleep specialist, and that's kind of what I, what I do. So I would recommend probably going to a sleep specialist so that uh, they can optimize your uh, CPAP settings uh, to make sure that um, the settings are adequate for you, uh, make sure the mask is fitting well, uh, make sure that you're comfortable, you're using it, uh, and there's the, the machine has a built-in um, uh, memory. Uh, it also has a memory card, uh, and we can look at that memory card uh, when you come to the office download it and it gives us information whether you're still having sleep apnea how um, you know how many hours have you used it uh, what type of sleep apnea is it 
what we call central or is it mixed or is it obstructive? Uh, so it can give us a bunch of data uh, and then um, we can take that data and then uh, readjust the machine if we need to. Uh, so that's kind of the process. Okay. So Dr. Shaw, I know that, you know, you have a telemedicine um, company and that there's a lot of patients out there who are already patients or already receiving or have a, a CPAP or BiPAP. They have sleep apnea and maybe they do have a pulmonologist. Uh, sometimes some patients can't, um, they don't have the transportation to get to their pulmonologist or to their doctor. So tell us about plug in, just do a plug in for your telemedicine um, company that you can help some of the, you know, some of these uh, patients with the sleep apnea. Just, just let us know about, about the telemedicine. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with, with telemedicine, well, I want to take it one step back as far as the, the, the CPAPs, you know, uh, many people may have heard uh, there was a recall on um, the uh, Respironics uh, machines. Uh, it seems to be, have kind of worked out uh, most more recently. But over the last couple of years, it's been really difficult to get a, a CPAP machine. Also with COVID uh, and uh, supply chain issues, uh, it's been extremely difficult. But now it seems like uh, they're starting to come around and, and you'll be able to get a machine. As far as... Um, you know, seeing a physician, um, telemedicine, uh, definitely in the realm of sleep apnea, uh, is a great uh, way to go um, because a lot of times uh, you basically will get the history um, uh, and, and you can kind of see uh, the patient and, and kind of assess um, uh, some of the anatomy just over the, uh, like a Zoom call or over telemedicine call, uh, and, and you can treat it that way. Um, so it, it, it it's really helpful uh, to, um, if you can't get out or you can't, uh, you know, get to the doctors uh, too often uh, to make that, um, you know, telemedicine uh, evaluation, especially for sleep apnea. Some of the other things, you know, uh, they may need to listen to you. For example, if you have heart issues, uh, they may want to uh, put a stethoscope on you, but for sleep apnea per se, uh, it can be very uh, easily and and readily um, diagnosed and treated uh, over telemedicine. Okay, so tell our listeners who your company is, where we can find you, contact information if you like. It's up to you, Doctor Shaw. Well, um, right now we're. Um, uh, focusing on our pulmonary uh, uh, rehab, uh, but our company is called the Home Rehab Network, um, and uh, we do online uh, pulmonary and cardiac rehab. Um, and uh, you know, we 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 can do uh, telemedicine uh, evaluations uh, for sleep apnea as well. Uh, the office number uh, is 410-871-4601. and um, because it's telemedicine, you can be anywhere in the country uh, and still get evaluated. So it, it doesn't matter your location. Um, and that, that's uh, the other benefit of telemedicine is um, you, you don't have to be um, 
you know, in in the same area. You can be in other areas and still get uh, assessed. So, um, again, it's called the Home Rehab Network, uh, and the uh, phone number is 410-871-4601. Could you give us a website? Yeah, it's um, uh, thehomerehabnetwork.com. Okay. All one, one word, thehomerehabnetwork.com. Okay, listeners, you hear that. You heard it first from the board-certified sleep pulmonologist, Dr. Naveed Shaw. He's been practicing. Uh, how long have you been practicing, Dr. Shaw? Uh, so I got out of my fellowship in 2006. So what is that? Uh, 14, 15, 16 years, something like that. <laughs> Is t- how time flies, huh? <laughs> so, listeners, villagers out there, you heard it first from Dr. Shaw. Dr. Shaw, we thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule to inform us and educate us on sleep apnea. And I know the listeners, I know that they will take your education and hopefully they'll give you a call or contact you via email or on your website. Thank you so much, Dr. Shaw. Great. Thank you. Have you, a great Neil. day. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You too. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. Villagers, I know you heard this. I know you enjoyed the information that Dr. Shaw had provided us. And this is what I need you to do. I need you to go to www.villagers.com. Leave a comment in the comment section. We will love to hear what you have to say. Actually, leave a comment and some suggestions on what topics you would like to hear when it comes to healthcare. And speaking of healthcare and speaking of time, please do yourself a favor, save yourself some time and money. Go to Instacart. Believe me, I used it. I have used it when I was caring for my aunt. You know, when you're working and you really don't have time when you're working and caring for a loved one. So what I did, got on Instacart, ordered what I needed. It was at her front door. By the time I got there, of course, I had to carry everything in. But use Instacart. It can save you some time and money. Believe me. Check it, Check out the the link on the podcast for Buzzsprout. Check it out. Thank you, listeners. Again, thank you.